welcome back to Are You Still Listening with Sarah and now the newly married Kira Gonzalez. Just Um, in time for Cinco de Mayo, my new (laughs) holiday. Everyone says I have to stop talking about that, but you know, just you can't help it. Just mm-hmm. can't help it. Okay, so I feel like I have bad posture with my mic well, so low. It's, I know, and it's my, it's the my chairs are so bad. Listen, Sorry. if anyone's <laughs> listening to this, and I mean this, if you know of an is the word ergonomic? Yes, I need an ergonomic chair for my desk. So if you know of a good one, and I actually will spend money on this because I am so sick of having the hump on my neck. My body's forward. Kira hears about it all the time. I if you know yes. of a good ergonomic chair. I will buy it. I don't care how ugly it is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've been on a a lower abdominal journey. I have. And I have been thinking so much, like, in the past two days in class after you said this, like, every time that I'm, like, sitting and I feel like I'm slouching, I'm like, push your head back. Yeah. So I started doing Pilates. (laughs) Strange. (laughs) The new name. Um, On a reformer. And... Dana Romanowski, love you. She is my Pilates instructor. She is in Mount Pleasant. And I started doing it less for fitness, more honestly for stretching and relaxation, because as most of you know, I bought myself a pair of girls for my 40th and never realized that when you have girls, which is something you would know, Kira, because you've had girls forever. Yep. They pull she you means forward. She tits, guys. <laughs> they pull you forward. And like, I, my whole body, I had to, I feel like they should give you a lot of counseling before you do something like that. But I guess that isn't probably good for their bottom line. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and it's my decision. I'm not blaming anybody, but I just didn't think about all that. So. I mean, until you said that to me like two days ago, I was like, wow, never thought about that. Cause I've had boobs since I was like in sixth grade. And I'm like, You're like oh, you have to relearn <laughs> how to stand and, and sit and drive. Yeah. So I'm constantly like shifting my neck for like a fucking turtle. We have to knit our abdominal muscles together. Do not suck your stomach Do in. Do not suck your stomach in. Nope. I love the other day in class when you said, we're not sucking our stomachs anymore. We're getting strong and buying a bigger size jeans. I thought, love that. Thank you. Love this is that. why you are on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dive in. Uh, dive in. We were like, what are we going to talk about? But I, you know, I, Okay. <laughs> So just make me giggle. I feel like last time I was on here is right after the new year. And I was like, I can't really start my new year until March because I just got too much shit going on. And then, you know, I piled more shit on top of that shit. So finally, finally coming up for air. You were a little unhinged there for a minute. (laughs) The first week that me and David were married, I lost my job I lost my car and I lost my wallet and he was like I did not fucking sign up for this but the thing is he probably didn't even say that no he did okay well, did you, I mean, did you well, get in a fight well okay so we were going we had the honeymoon you know that was the buffer and he was like really excited about that but literally the day he kept being like remember the honeymoon yeah but literally the day we got back from the honeymoon he was like honeymoon's over bitch he was like i need you to find a car i need you to figure out your job i need you to like get it together carol didn't lose her job her license expired so she had to go literally but i mean honestly this, this we don't have time to talk about it but you have to, literally, you have to get the license where you can get the license, but you can't get the license if you don't have the license. It, it was, was like a real catch awful. 22. It was awful. It was awful. I felt bad for you. I felt badly. I felt really stressed. I, it was really one of the most terrible things ever. And I kept trying to talk to her about it, and she just kept not wanting <laughs> to talk about it. And I was like, are you, we, okay. Oh. Okay, so we got to dive into okay, our topic. Sorry, okay, our topic. So, anyway, so then I came back from the honeymoon. Uh, 
And Keep then going. I, but then I was like, I've really felt like a renewed sense of creativity, which has been very nice. And so I've just been thinking so much about like the creative process. And so I was telling Sarah, like I listened to this podcast, um, Mark Marin, who's like my favorite podcast. And he was interviewing this director. Yes, of course. Um, you don't talk enough about yourself on it. So I don't really, okay. you know, okay. Anyways, you keep talking um, about so he is interviewing this director, Kelly Rickart, who's like amazing. And she's like one of those people that just like dies for her art, which, you know, I kind of wish I was a little bit more. Like, I'm going to start talking about myself more on podcasts. Yeah. I would fill some of the dead space and people are like really interesting guests. I mean, this is a, this but I also don't feel like I have a, the, I feel like people know everything about me. Like I can have a fluid conversation with you. I can't have a fluid conversation with somebody who is like terrified to be on a podcast. Okay. But sometimes I feel like this, that like, so I'm obviously, as you know, I listen to millions of podcasts and sometimes when my favorite podcasts have guests on it's, I feel like I'm like, wait, I was going to dinner with my best friend and now you invited this other bitch to come along. And so sometimes when you're interviewing someone, I'm like, uh, uh, okay. yeah, but you know, all right, keep great talking. podcast. Okay. Thanks, guys. Keep listening. Um, but so I was listening to this podcast and she was talking about how, you know, like nowadays, like you don't have the time to just hang out. And like an important part of the creative process is just hanging out. And because of time constraints, money constraints, rent being so high, people being so busy because of you know, a million different things, but you don't have that time to just like talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think the minutia, the minutia, like just like picking apart every little thing and like seeing things in a different way. And it's not necessarily even talking about whatever you're creating, but more like running errands together. You know, I, we know you love to do that. I love to like be in the car. And I do think this is a reason that like we, I, we love to spitball. Like I called Sarah the other day and I was like, I need to talk to you. And she's like, okay, what do you need to talk about? And I was like, nothing. No, I no, just, no, no, no. You approached me at the studio. <laughs> you said, we have things to talk. I said, right. you said I, we have things we need to talk about. And I was like, okay. So I called you. <laughs> And I was like, what do we talk about? You're like, I don't know. We just need to talk about things. Right. And that's how I feel. Like all my other friends work like nine to fives and there's no time (laughs) to just like sit and talk about nothing until you get to an idea. That's a new, fresh idea. I love it. Like that is just like, but I'm so here for it. Yeah. So we're going to create a a creative circle, a creative enclave. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and talk a little bit. What do we talk about this morning? Okay, well, we were saying how if you, like, brought a group of people together, no one's allowed to have fans. Fans are the death of creativity. And that you just, like, start with, like, maybe a writing prompt. And then basically you just sit there and just, like, talk. And then from that comes ideas. But you just but it has to be, like, a very non-judgmental space. Because, like, I can literally sit and just spit with you. Yeah. But there's some people that would be like, what's the point? But the point is that that's how new ideas get generated. And like you, if you don't make, then I like, I, this like one of my biggest beliefs about creativity. And this goes back to like, I was so busy the beginning of the year and felt not that inspired is like, if you don't make space for creativity or for new ideas, like you never, nothing ever comes to you. If you wake up and the second you wake up, you look at your phone Sarah, I know. or your children are like coming in your room and the second you wake up, then you like never. Does David look at his phone when he wakes up? 
He does. John does. I'm not, I'm not judging. He, I'm just saying how common is it? Like I, I'm, I'm totally guilty. Oh, I think, I think it's very common. Like I've started sleeping like with my, my phone, like in another room, in another room. Like it's like in my studio, like with the door closed. What time? So you literally are, so you'll put your phone in there, you'll yeah. shut it. And then you go in your room, you read your Kindle. Yeah, I read my Kindle, and then, like, when I wake up, I wake up to my watch. Oh, okay. And then I journal, you know, inspired, of course, by Lindsay and the artist. Way. Mean, I've been very good about it lately. I don't think anybody loves Lindsay as much as you and I. <laughs> I mean, full-on like, obsessed. Yeah, geeking out on her, too. Um, and then I... And it's so crazy how much clearer your mind is. Because if you're just like constantly in a state of input, input, input. And so when you wake up, <clears throat> you give yourself that space. Because sometimes you have to be possible at 6 a.m. Yeah, I wake up at like 3.30 or 4. But Kara, you also don't require sleep. <laughs> but you'll feel energized from the journaling. No, I'd be mad. No, you wouldn't. I promise you I would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's complicated, mm-hmm. but I would, but like, it's you're a special person, <laughs> but people have asked me whether they're like, exp- I think even Liz Adams that was just here. She was like, explain your relationship with Kara. I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't. She's just like my, fa- she's like my person. And now a word from our sponsor, pop-up parties of Charleston, formerly Charleston slumber parties, pop-up parties of Charleston was recently purchased and rebranded by longtime local small business owner, Heather Fairburn. Heather is excited to announce bringing the beloved traditional slumber party experience to the Charleston Mount Pleasant area, while also expanding into spa parties, luxury movie nights, bespoke glamping tents, and more. These curated setups are perfect at any age for littles, tweens, adults, and beyond. You can choose from pre-designed themes or work with Heather to bring any theme to life. She'll take care of everything. Think personalized swag, fairy hair, marquee lights, balloons, nibbles, setup, and breakdown. You can find her online at popupparteschs.com and follow her on Instagram at popupparteschs. Mention this podcast at the time of booking during the months of May and June, and you'll get 10% off your package. I can totally see myself doing this this summer. What an amazing way to have a party and not have to deal with all the excess but like on top of that just the like space for creativity it's like also on top of it and obviously we are creative in very different ways but like like having people to relate and collaborate with it's like that's where like magic happens that you don't even expect you know so it's like you're like spitballing ideas. I'm spitballing ideas. And then when we come together, it's like, it's almost like mysterious. What can be created? Yeah. And if you think about like all these groups that are like faint, you know, I'm obsessed with like the seventies, like lower East side, New York city scene and like Patty Smith and like just kids and Maplethorpe and like all these people. And if you think about like the factory, like Andy Warhol's factory, it's not like, any of them, I mean, obviously Andy Warhol had like a very unique vision of art and reproduction and screen prints and all this stuff. But if you think about like all the people that came through there and he had a space for all of them just to basically just like make weird shit all day. It's called the works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what we I need. I literally pay $10,000 a month in rent in one location for all of you to make weird shit. Right. You got Maddie in there, little tiny Maddie with her music up, just rolling around on her mat like a damn acrobat and Kira's in here drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's so, you just make the space for creativity and there it is, you know? Yeah. 
And I think that people, especially like when you're have kids or like our ages, like later thirties, then your early forties, then you're, you don't make any space for it because of time. I know, but the thing is, okay, sorry. Time expands as you allow it to expand. You, that's crazy. <laughs> that was like a little too much for me right there. Well, that's also why at Andy Warhol's factory, they were doing speed all the time, you know? Oh, well, that makes, there's right, a right. lot of damn time when you don't sleep. <laughs> there goes eight, you got eight extra hours. Uh, okay, go. Um, I don't, I mean, that's just, so we were talking about that and then, but then I was also thinking about like goals because I was also thinking about how, you know, at the beginning of the year, I didn't, I mean, I did actually make a ton of resolutions, but didn't really look at them because I was like, I don't have time for these right now. And so then we started talking about goals and like, what's your, wait, let's back up. <laughs> what do you feel your relationship to creativity is? I mean, I think heavy sigh. I mean, <laughs> because, because like I've said, like, you know, this, I am my most creative. I am most in my body. I am my most present. I am my most me when I'm teaching. When that mic goes on, I'm in it. And I like to have, like, I loved when you and I were talking about that idea of, like, ping-ponging because, and God bless Carter because she keeps me on track, and I'm not saying anything bad about her, but she's like, we got we can meet from this time to this time. And a lot of it's me because I'm like, I have a client or I have a class. Right. But, like, I do feel, like, the other day we were meeting about our, our new merch drop, and it was like, we had like, all right, we got 42 minutes and then we got 32 with this meeting. So it was like literally like in, out, in, out. And I was like, I was just getting started. Like we were just starting to like, somebody no was like, we should. No space. No space. Somebody was like, we should do a cool band team. I was like, oh, look at this thing at like that Ashley B poster. And I was like, how can we do this? Let's email this person, see what they can do. And then like, we can put all the cities that we've taught, you know, like we were just kind of like, and then all of a sudden I was like, meeting's over. And I was like, fuck, I was just getting started. Yeah. And that's not anybody's fault. And Carter, you know, I love you, but you keep me on schedule, but it does, it's hard for me to work. I mean, we, you know, in the industry that I'm in, we make our money in 45 and 60 minute increments, period. Like that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think, but also, I mean, there is also be something said for like, and you've said this many times on this podcast, but like with the collaboration, like the reason a lot of this is successful is because of the collaboration you and Carter and you bring such different ideas and strengths to the table. But yeah, it's just like you have to... I could sit in this... I could literally post up and just sit and, like, shoot the shit. Like, when Sean will just roll in sometimes, or, like, if you're here after class, like, we just sit and just have a giggle and talk and talk and talk, and then it's like, okay. But that, like, fuels me more. And there's, like... But if you think about that, it's, like, such a luxury, and we... I mean, both of us are very busy people, but I just think of my... Like, a lot of my friends, and... So many people, especially during the day, because like if you're working nine to five, then five, you come home, kids, dinner, like all this stuff. They never have space to like sit with their friends and just like shoot the shit. I know. And like, but like also, I said, I'm going to tell you one thing that I've decided. I was with Stephanie Harvey yesterday from Mad Park, who we're going to bring on the podcast next month. She's freaking amazing, like changing the conversation around Charleston, basically. But she was talking to me and she's like, I'm. I know, instead of saying, I know you're so busy, she said to me, she goes, I know you have a very productive schedule. And I was like, oh, love it. Okay. That's what I'm saying from now on. Love it. Yeah. People, every time someone approaches me, I feel like someone like is like, 
I know you're so busy. And I was like, I'm not that busy. I mean, I am, but like, I can make space for things that I want to, but, and like, I do but that, but you and I, we don't say no to shit. Right. And I, y'all, I'm not that busy. So you're not that busy. Let's make time for creativity. Okay. Okay. But what do you feel your relationship? Like, do you ever make space to think of new things? You and I have talked about this. I know, but you just like, you know, I, well, I was so, okay. So I felt really stuck and I kind of outsourced. I was like, I think I'm going to do this. Like, I hate the word coaching so much, but I'm going to do like help other women, like kind of find their power in entrepreneurship. But it was with a third party and nothing against the third party. And all of a sudden I started going down this path and I had this gut feeling and I was like, wait a second, this isn't me. And this is what I was saying to you in your living room the other day. Like, why, why the fuck would I take anything out of the house? Right. You know? And so it's like, when that hit me and I mean, I don't want to say creativity bottom line, but like I told Kira, I was like, I, I, I love to teach, but like, I'm getting a bit older. I want to be with my children. I need to do things like I have to figure out a way how to monetize the business without me being in a pair of spandex. Right. And so that's like, I, I don't know if that's the word creativity, but like spitballing ideas of like, where can the business go? Okay. We could do this really cool merch drop or we could like make this. And Tara Todd, who works, um, is our manager now. She's awesome. And she's so the best. Uh, uh, she's just the best, but she's all about like different ideas and like bringing stuff to me. And she worked with, um, the company soul cycle for a long time and she's just not giving us their ideas by any means, but she understands how to be creative and make it fun and do things that are gonna make money for the studio right now does creativity have to be all about making money absolutely not but to your point do I get home at the end of the day and I'm like done yeah I'm tired yeah I get that and I, you know what I think about this too I was thinking about this morning like as I was laying in bed and I was like I woke up at like 4 30 and then I was like just try to go back to sleep and I did fall back asleep for a few but it's like my day starts like many other people at six I gotta get up and I'm like I have to walk upstairs and wake up like three people who are zombies asleep yeah who do not want to get it's like my day starts with a 30 minute fight brush your teeth put your clothes on put your socks on put your fucking socks on put your socks on put your socks on wear your shoes you know it's so it's like and then i'm like back to right to the studio yeah i mean you definitely have a different like allocation of energy than i do correct yes and my children are very self-sufficient even when they are with me you know so it's very and you're different never getting them out the door for school right yes i can't imagine it's probably a nightmare but like you spent time with me before and you're like i can't imagine having my kids all the time oh i i, and I you love them yes i mean i always say i don't know how people raise children with two parents it's not <laughs> enough <laughs> but it's like One of the things that you do amazingly creatively, this is like, I think one of your superpowers is you never need permission. Hmm. And that I think is like something that like when people are making something, they want to be like, is this good? Is this what the world needs? Like, am I doing this right? You know, it's like if, and people, I think that's a lot of times why they follow by a certain path. And this is definitely why I followed by like a medical path because I was like, I didn't feel like I didn't need anyone's permission until I felt stable in a very traditional way, which I've talked about before, but it was like, I needed like, I went to school, then I went to this kind of school and then I did this training. And then once I got this training and these certifications, then I had permission to do my job. But I think to your point, I remember when my mom was sick 
and I was getting married for the first time. Um, and she threw me an engagement party and my dad came and he was like, he was like, Chris, my parents were always great friends. He was like, Chris, you just have the best attitude. And she was like, Mike, I don't have a choice. Like, Kira, I don't have a choice. I couldn't have fucking gone and got, I couldn't, I wasn't like book smart like you. Like I literally had to hustle. I, I know you could, you didn't have a choice, but like you, and you like will actually do things that are like spitballing, you know, like you'll, you'll act on a spitball. And then like, sometimes it doesn't stick to the wall and sometimes it does. And then like, like even the studio, you came from a traditional yoga training and then you were like, I'm not going to ask him your permission. I'm just going to fucking go do what I want to do. And then, you know, it's like Steve Jobs says, (laughs) don't ask what they want, tell them what they need all the time. You know who else says that is Jay-Z. Don't give them what they want. Give them what they don't give them what they don't even know they need. Yeah. So true. So, you know, here we are. Okay. So back to goals. Okay. So you think that's that. So I like that you said that because I think about like creativity, like when I think creativity, just like in my mind, because I'm so not like an artist, like I think like, oh, creativity is art, but your creativity is just ideas. Yeah. And you can be an amazing, like some people are so creative that are managers. Those are like amazing managers, you know, like, or like if you think about even super big, like conceptual ideas, like global warming, you know, it's like, however that gets fixed, you know, if it gets fixed, um, then like that's requires creativity, even though that's like going and figuring out all these different industries. So like creativity is important in everything. Right. It just depends like if you're working the muscle. All right. So goals go. Okay. So goal, <laughs> how do you feel about goals, Sarah? You know, I'm not a big goal setter. I know. Why? So Kira and I were talking about this this morning, <laughs> but then we paused because we're going to talk about it in the podcast. So I am, I, in my professional life, I, and I'm not, I want to do more, but I've actually exceeded my own goals. Like I did not know we would be this big. I did not know that I would, without a business plan or money behind me, would a, be, ever have a seven figure business. Like I had no, I didn't know. I just, you know, that's, just, that's what my ex-boyfriend used to always say. The key to happiness is low expectations. I mean, I guess that's what it was. I mean, I just didn't know, you know, I didn't. And, and my dad was amazing. Like I said, he's always the first feminist I ever met. And my mom always was, you know, pushing me along, even though she said I should be the weather girl, but I wasn't, my parents never held me back. Well, she was like, you're tall. You should be a weather girl. You got a good voice. Um, but I, I think with, uh, okay. With goals, I've let myself down so many times. Right. Like, you know, sometimes I think, and I think people can relate to this. The person that we trust the least can be ourselves. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I have, said I'm going to do things and I don't do them. And I've just gotten to a place where I'm like, I don't, I don't want all that fucking noise in my head anymore. And so I have let myself off the hook a little bit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And there's a difference between giving yourself grace and letting yourself off the hook. And I'm kind of hanging between the two. I'm oh. kind of like the slutty neighbor. I'm like, what am I doing her? Right. So I, I definitely need to get a little more clear. And, you're like and, on the, you're on the cliff of grace, but like the valley is yeah. like lying to yourself. <laughs> you nailed it. Tattooed on my forehead. Um, and I think part of that to back to make this whole conversation full circle is there's no space. There's yes. no time to say, okay, well now, okay, now you're here with yourself and what are you going to do now? Right. Because instead it's like, get your shit together. Right. I, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, when I was thinking, like, 
I have big goals within my art career. And what, like the reason I even was thinking about goals was because the other day when I was journaling, (laughs) um, I'm going to make you, um, I was thinking about how this is like the first time in my life. I don't have like a goal related to my body. Mm. And so it was like, like my whole life, it's like every new year. And I've always like kept all these journals that, you know, fallen by the wayside Mm -hmm. and like all these resolutions. And every year it's like, by the end of the year, I'm going to weigh X amount, you know, or like, I'm going to do this many things. And like the other day I was thinking, I was like, wow, my only goals are related to like my relationships and my art and like nothing to do with my body. And then like, what is your relationship goal? Are we having a baby? (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, whoever's listening to this podcast, if you think Kira should have a baby, DM me. Start a coalition. Well, a 501C. It's going to be really sad if we find out in like a few years I'm infertile. You're not infertile, <laughs> but don't wait, bitch. <laughs> you ain't that young. <laughs> Harvest those things. Oh, I know, Dave. It's like, you're going to make me have an 18-year-old and an infant. And I was like, buckle up, baby. Yeah. Let's go. But, um... No, let's not go. <laughs> you know that whole time thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can't <laughs> wait to have this conversation with you when you have three kids living in your house. Oh, I know. But it's just like... All right, so you have these goals now. Yes. And you feel good. You like to set goals. <clears throat> I, I do. But there's also an interesting... Like, I, w- I was reading this thing that Shonda Rhimes, you know, who's, like, created, like, every big show ever, how she never writes anything down because if something is meant for her to do then she it'll come back to her so many times until it happens and it's interesting because having all these lists and stuff sometimes I'll just come across a list from like four years ago and I'll be like at the time I was so struggling to like get these things to happen or whatever and then I'm like oh I've done all this isn't that crazy? Yes. I know. And it's not like I was, I mean, I guess I actively was working to it, but I wasn't cognizant daily of like what exactly my goals were. But then you'll be like, I was playing fucking small. Dude, I know. So like, and I've probably talked about this on here before, but I like years and years and years, years and years and years before we opened the work studios, I was in my other studio and I wasn't even thinking about leaving or anything. Um, but I had always, I had, on Pinterest, like back when Pinterest was a thing, I always had these pictures of these big open studios with huge windows. And like the day we opened, I looked around and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, we did it. Yeah, man. Here you are. (laughs) I know. That's amazing. That's why I don't set goals because the world... It's going to give you what you want. It's always... The universe loves me. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I guess like the only problem is sometimes like... I'll just get so caught up in like the day to day that I'm just like, whoa, fuck, it's April. I haven't done anything. That's because you're living in the minutiae. <laughs> <laughs> you want it. The minutiae is everything. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just to kind of tap on a serious point, because right now we're raising money and it'll probably be already done by the time this podcast airs, but I team up with Low Country Warrior Moms and we raise money for. Mothers that have children in the NICU and the PICU, um, some are terminally ill, some are just in there, and we give them Mother's Day gifts. A lot of some of the families that are um, don't have as much money, we give them money as well. And I did like a reel today about why I do it. It was like my mission right. after grace. And John never comments on anything, 
commented. John Frick? I know, my wow, husband. Wow, commented. And okay. he said, I love Grace and I love her for the family she's given us. Aww. And oh, this made me cry. But like in that moment, like I never would have looked outside. Like that, my goal was to have her. Right. And so it's like sometimes like you target like your goal is one thing, but it like leads into so many other things. Yeah. And so maybe that's why I hate goals. <laughs> and you can't push it anymore. <laughs> um, that's, that's fair, but it is also a testament to how like life will lead you to places you never knew it would lead you. No kidding. And then like everything's to like Like I never thought I would be in fitness I never thought I would have but that doesn't businesses. even make sense because you literally have only ever been in fitness since you were 20 but, what do you mean that's you because never I thought? fell in love with yoga like I'm not like your fitness girl I'm not you know what I mean I mean you are kind of a fitness well, girl I mean, at this point I am <laughs> but like okay so going back to like the routine of it all like the only routine that you have is fitness correct because I fell in love with the way it made me feel and I fell in love and I love people. And I was like, if I remember when I first started practicing, I was like, everybody's got to do this. Holy shit, I found something. Oh, I'm saying. It's like getting the golden ticket. Same. I was like, everyone needs to do this. And I asked Lindsay to come and she got really sick and she hated it and she never <laughs> came back. <laughs> and it's not and it's not for everybody. And I've learned that at this point. And I always say that people are always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't come to the studio. I'm like, oh my God, no, no, no. It's not, it's not for everybody. But that took me a while. But the drive to make it for everybody is why we're here. Yeah. That's... And I know I always like wish that everyone on earth could have like something they love to do for a workout, which, you know, Lindsay does have a workout she, she loves, but like, because I like, you know, the routine of it all to me, it's like the one thing that I never will go back on because well, it just like a, makes you feel so good. It's a ritual. Right. Yeah. And it's like. You have five minutes, FYI. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I got to go through my notes. <laughs> I already talked about Patty Smith. Right, right, but okay. <laughs> you good? Okay, let's, uh, I'm going to, okay, let's make goals for each other. <laughs> oh, my God. She's All right, rolling you have five minutes. All right, you make goals for me first, go. Okay, I'd really like you to start journaling. I can't. You know why? Why? Because I think that I have something wrong with my hand. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean it, Kira. When I try to even just write, it's like, probably a note, fucking stunted. It pro- I think you're right. Yeah, like your hand doesn't know how to write anymore. Ever? I can't even write a check. This is actually. I feel like this might be a deeper, like, physiological block. No, I. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like when I, when people are like when I have to write cards for like my kids or like thank you notes or anything, it's like, <laughs> I have no control of my hands. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Wow. We, okay. We can't dive into that in four minutes. Okay. Well, that's what you want. You want I, I No, I've got enough. This one actually may be even more important. Okay. I think you need to buy an alarm clock and sleep with you. You leave your phone in a different room. Okay. Okay. I can do that over writing, journaling. Shake on it. Buy, buy me the alarm clock. Like, okay. I bought you the plug for okay. your car. Okay. All right. And here's what I'd like for you to do. Oh, God. I want for you to be able to walk into spaces where... Stop shaking your leg. <laughs> where there's a lot of people, and I know that that's a trigger for you, and not walk up to me and be like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Why are you being weird? Yes, you do. You don't even notice it. I d- did I do that this morning? No, you didn't have to do it this morning because we've been connected. You do it after a few days of not seeing each other. Why are you not excited I'm here? 
It's like, that's how you're greeting. And when you greet people like that, it makes them feel like they're not doing enough. Okay. I will say last night I went to go meet my friends at the pickleball courts. And when I walked up, I did say, is no one going to fucking greet me? Okay. See, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) And then my- So what do you do? Hey, how's it going? (laughs) But that seems so weird. What? No, that seems so normal. Like when I see you, I'm like, Kinks, what's up? But if I'm in a moment, like if Carter sees me in a moment, she's like, hey, what's up? How can I help? Like she, instead of being like, whoa, what's up with you? And I'm like, fuck you. Like I'm like, I'm just trying to survive here. I hate. You also have to remember that 70% of the time you see me, I'm working. So I am in a different mode. It's not like you coming to my house where I can be like, this is all the shit that's going on in my life. This is why I'm like this. Like when you see me at work, it's like, I got to keep my shit together. Okay. Well, this, I feel like this is therapy. This, this <laughs> seemed like a goal that like is serving you where my goals I made for you no, are well, serving How did your you? friends feel when you said that to them last night? I mean, probably attacked. Okay. So maybe but you don't I, want to seem that way to them, but I hate, I hate so much when someone that you're close with does small talk. Kira, when I'm standing behind that GD desk and there's 65 people walking in in a 15 minute period, you're going to get, hey, how's it going? And then I'm like, oh, what am I? One of these 64 other people? Yes, in that moment. Wow. You get, you get a hug, you get your mat set up, you have everything you need. Yes. Okay, I do, I, I mean, I will admit I come into spaces with intense energy and that's because I have to make sure that like I can settle into a soft space and when I come (laughs) in and there's no soft space for me then I get like okay listen I'm gonna say this to you with our eyes together okay you having your mat set up is your soft space okay we are thinking about you we love you and in that moment we're like negotiating a lot of other people's energy that we don't know as well as yours so we can't always give you all of ours okay if you liked it rate us review us if you're still listening. you still listening. <laughs> and check out Kira, always blah, blah, blah. K-double-I, uh, Mendenhall on Instagram. Thank you. Love you. Bye.